0: The wait is finally over. The football playoffs are in full effect, and the NBA is back, and the NHL is back. Unite! You, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still bet on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your bet sportsbooks online experts. Man, did this dude just did this? With the 20th pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Paris LeVert from the University of Michigan problem is, you don't want to mess with a bat because, as you may know, they can be ratted. But there goes our test after somebody in the stands. And he is going after a fan and he is waylaying a fan. And this thing is now getting ugly. Got them all? Just a few come in, all three. Do we have them all? did first time in NBA history that had three brothers on the floor at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready Two Pod podcast. Uh, before we get started into this shit show of a game that we just watched Hawk, really want to commend you for that new intro that you pieced together for the podcast. I had been saying I was gonna do it, you know, for a couple weeks, didn't have the time to do it uh, or look at it. I guess I was being pretty lazy, but you threw it together in a couple hours. Uh, got the Old depot stuff removed, got some new things added on there. So uh, how you feeling after, you know, throwing together that fire
0: mixtape? Dude, it felt good. I mean, I just used kind of the stocks, like uh, beats and stuff they had on GarageBand, but YouTube does wonders, man. And I just learned how to mix all that stuff real quick, and it was fun. So who knows? I might just start doing more weird stuff on it. Yeah. And uh, other podcasts out there, I mean, maybe you're looking for a
1: guy to h- hire for your intro. Got your Ooh, man Maybe right. I heard there's a new
0: Detroit podcast starting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They definitely could look at using you. I know that that group of guys is gonna definitely need all the help they can get. Um anyways, let's get into this game. Um, it kind of just seemed like a game the Pacers were gonna lose from the start. Uh they really I don't think they got their first lead until the end of the third quarter. It was the early fourth quarter, somewhere around there. But every time they were able to get it close. Uh, you know to a couple points they were down or you know even when they took the lead it just seemed like the Mavericks took off so they lost by double digits here tonight losing by 12 points to the Mavericks at home giving up 124 points um, definitely not something that you'd like to see you know obviously first game back from the road trips always the you know what they say the patented Denary thing he always says it's the most difficult game but uh Pacers didn't look look too hot tonight and I know you know the injury stuff's there. And, and obviously, you know, you're missing miles Turner on the defensive side of the ball. So that makes a huge impact. But, uh, I mean, the other thing here is points in the paint Pacers allowed 68 points in the paint tonight, which is, I mean, quite a bit considering, you know, most of the shots are taken from three nowadays. Um, and the Mavericks only shot 30% from three. So they only took, you know, They only took uh, 27 threes and uh, they only hit eight threes. So all their points came from the paint tonight, just completely eviscerated the Pacers down low. So thoughts on this game. I know it was annoying to watch, but we got to talk about it. Uh, What, what what did you think about it?
0: Yeah, this game was hard to watch because in a few months, we're going to realize that we were missing probably our two, two of our four most important pieces. And we already kind of know that we haven't seen Karras yet, but, we expect him to be explosive and a good player and Turner just not being there. that, that was the tone of the game. I mean, we tried the diamond and one against uh, Luca, the same thing we did against Steph and those lobs towards the rim, towards the basket with Chris stops, you know, some guys off the bench. They only played eight guys really, but two guys off their bench, Trey Burke and uh Hardaway in the second half who started actually, you know, those are the tails of the half. Those, those, uh, extra guys kick in for them. Persingus is playing good around the rim, killed us and it just didn't work defensively without Turner. And that's a huge piece and that's what we were missing. But offensively, there's some, some things done well with McDermott, you know, Brogdon got it, got it going a little bit, but we had the lead late in the third down by one in the fourth and going into the fourth and we just never made that late run we needed to make. I mean, we never really made it interesting late. They kind of just controlled. So definitely a letdown. You could tell this Mavericks team's better than 500. We all pegged them as like a top four team in the West before the year started. So not too worried about it. They're fully healthy. We're down two of our best players. So you kind of just take the lick and go. But I mean, this started a conversation in our group chat that I'm sure you'll get into at some point, but just how awful the Pacers have been at drafting. I mean, go gets nothing. Holiday continues to have what one good game out of like six. So, like, the, the Pacers drafting is the only thing they need to change to be a serious team. I mean, if you can get those wing productive, you know, guys chip in, guys, even maybe a superstar every now and then, this team is even more competitive than they already are. It's just crazy how bad at drafting they are. And that's those are my thoughts from the game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, you know, Aaron Holiday is you know, this is his third year in the league and, you know, he's shown some promising, uh, and you know, the first couple of years in the NBA, especially that first year, we were expecting to see inconsistency from, you know, we were expecting him to go through the bumps and bruises of an 82 game season, but we're in year three now. Um, and I know he had 13 points tonight, but he also took 14 shots. So he only shot five of 14 from the field. um, Three-point percentage-wise, I think uh, Denarius said before the game he was shooting like 29% from three, maybe 20. Actually, it could have been less than that. could have been like 24%, 25%, whatever. Um, Still not a very good percentage from three from a guy who, you know, you're expecting to make those shots for you off the bench. Um, And I'm not going to hold anything, you know, really against Aaron as much. Um, as the other guy I want to get into, but, uh, you know, Aaron's got to play better because when this, if I should say not, when, if this team ever gets fully healthy, you know, gets TJ Warren back later this year, Karis Levert, um, you know, miles Turner will come back. I think here soon, but if this team ever gets fully healthy, TJ McConnell, just by a wide margin has significantly outplayed Aaron holiday this year um definitely you know he's the engine off the Pacers bench they need him out there so uh, I'm thinking you know if this team gets healthy you know there's no minutes for him especially now that Jeremy Lamb's back and, and I mean like well we didn't have not even mentioned him yet but his first game since last February uh here tonight he played 19 minutes and had 10 points so um, if you can get that kind of production off the bench from Jeremy Lamb, you know, and all these other guys, and and we can get healthy, I mean, this team's going to be scary. But uh, the one guy I do want to hit on specifically here is, is Goga, and and I know he's coming off the injury. All right, I know he's been injured. Um, it seems like he's he's always got something he's he's going through. But uh, you know, a game like tonight, when when you're playing against Kristaps Porzingis, who's seven three. Um, And his wingspan is just, you know, five of me put together. I I mean, the fact that the fact that you can't throw him in there with confidence to play defensively against Porzingis or, you know, even just have confidence for him to be in the game. And you're throwing out, you know, six, seven, six, eight, Jakar Samson, however tall he is. I know he's undersized. Um, you're throwing Jakar Sampson out there, who I love. I think he's a great – play. I mean, not a great player, but a great role player, a good end-of-the-bench guy. Uh, but there's no reason Jakar Sampson needs to be in there defending Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Um, it's not going to work out, and it's nothing against Jakar. He just doesn't have a shot because he's he's so much shorter than him. So, I mean, the fact that you can't put Goga in that situation, you don't have the confidence to put him in, you know, in this type of game, I'm very concerned because even though Turner's coming back soon and, and, you know, we still have Sabonis. So, you know, we have two bigs that we can shuffle in and out of the lineup, even after they start, this team needs another big man. uh, Very, very much. So Um, they got to get somebody that, you know, it's seven footer. I don't care. He doesn't have to play every game, but I mean, I know a lot of teams play undersized, but, when you have a matchup like tonight with a guy like Porzingis, I mean, you got to have, you know, somebody off the bench who can come in and and give you some minutes off the bench and, and at least, you know, maybe not stop him, but at least make it difficult for him. Um, and, yeah, Goga just ain't it um, from what we've seen. And I don't think the coaching staff, you know, sees it either because I think he'd get minutes tonight if that was the case.
0: Yeah, I think maybe <sighs> – because you needed a you needed a tall body tonight i and I'm surprised he didn't get a second of play that that blows my mind just needed a guy in there just to, to slow him down to to be in front of him in the rim like when Sabonis got tired and stuff and that's something you could definitely see but I mean the most impressive thing tonight was Jeremy Lamb I think I think he had a perfect first half didn't have a a great second half but plus 10 off the bench you know in in 19 minutes with the 10 first half points so that was awesome to see. We kind of know what Jeremy Lamb is. We haven't seen him in a while, but he's a streaky scorer and he can definitely help his team, especially with some of those injuries. So, this was just one of those weird games that I felt like we needed really bad, but at the same time, we got our schedule eases up after this. We should get to ten and six hopefully, but there's just no guarantees. And and this is one of those games that that Chris Tops and Luca, absolutely dominated us from start to finish, which 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 sucked to see because. I went to a rough day where I just lost my wallet early in the day <laughs> and I spent seven straight hours looking for it. I mean, I flipped my house upside down. I got, I changed my bed sheets. I washed everything. I cleaned my room. I rearranged my closet, drove to the gas station. I was at Searched the side of the road just for seven straight hours and I'm, and I'm nowhere, none the wiser. So just a long day, a very boring day for me. And, and this kind were of, were you able thing.
1: to find it though?
0: Still haven't found it up to, you know, breaking news. Still don't know where it is. So I've pretty much given up at this point. I'll deal with it tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a fair
1: plan. Um, But, yeah, uh, definitely, you know, a lot of excitement. In, and I know we haven't recorded, you know, since kind of the we, – we recorded after we knew we were getting Levert. But obviously, you know, everything that's going on with Levert, he's going to be out for a while. We're looking at least probably, you know, six to eight weeks minimum. Um, you know, maybe he comes back around that time frame, depending on what they find out, uh, you know, here in the next couple of weeks. But um, this team, I feel like, you know, just if they're able to get healthy, you have Brogdon, Levert, you know, T.J. Warren, if he's able to come back, Simonis, Miles Turner. And then you're looking at your core pieces off the bench. I mean, you got T.J. McConnell, Jeremy Lamb. Um, I, I feel like I'm missing somebody I else here, up. but, you know, you can just the, I mean, that's, I feel like that's a solid seven right there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron holiday, obviously, if he can get his act together, Justin holiday, uh, will be moving off the bench. Then you got Doug McDermott who's having a great year, uh, be able to bring him in that bench unit. Um, and then Sumner who's, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's not going to go out there and, you know, put up 15 points every game, but, uh, He's, he's definitely shown that he's, he's serviceable and he can give you some solid minutes. He can get a basket if you need him to. And defensively, I feel like he's done a pretty good job this year. So there's a ton of depth on this team. It just, you know, at this point in time, when you're missing three or four of your top guys, it's hard for those, you know, you know, bottom tier depth guys to make up for like miles Turner's production. So Um, the only other thing here that I want to hit on too, on this game is is just the minutes as well. And this kind of goes back to, to Goga there as well. I mean, there's no reason that Savona should have been playing 41 minutes in this game. Um, you know, Malcolm Brogdon had to play 38 minutes. Justin holiday had to play 38 minutes. I'm not complaining about heavy minutes. Um, I just feel like, you know, that, that just, they're going to get winded and tired towards the end of the game. And I feel like that kind of happened in this game. They had to get brought back in early in the fourth. So I feel like fatigue could have played a factor, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I love the Pacers depth and I love everything about it, but you know, the injury bug is, has not done us any favors whatsoever. So.
0: No, and that's been kind of a the theme of Nate's new, Nate's coaching that he's going to, he's going to play our big guys, some big minutes and, you know, he's not afraid to maybe give him a rest day later down the road. But, you know, right now he, he's riding the workhorses. So it's one of those things where these injuries, they just they just pile up. And this is a typical NBA season. Every team deals with this. Every team goes through it. You know, the good teams make it out on the other side and are healthy by playoffs. Do we is there any chance T.J. Warren's ready by the playoffs? Is that a next year thing? I mean, I haven't even really asked that question in a while. Do we do we know anything about that?
1: I, I don't think we do know anything about it. I think they said they will just pretty much reevaluate him, you know, sometime in the future. I don't think there was a timetable put on it. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, maybe he can come back, you know, in April or may nice. he might be back for the playoffs. I wouldn't think I wouldn't put a guarantee on it because they just, I mean, let's be honest here. Um, I know that they're having a tough game tonight against the Cavs and, um, but I mean, there's no way this team, you know, even if they got to the conference finals is, you know, beating the Nets in a seven game series. We're oh. um, probably not beating the Bucks in a seven game series. So, so this team is not set up to win this year. So I think that's why they're just preaching patience. They got a really, you know, nice young core intact. Of course, they want to make the playoffs and they want to make some noise. But uh, the Pacers aren't winning the championship this year. I hate to break it to you guys. Uh But uh I, I think we're looking more towards you know next year and in coming years. I know we say that every year, but but really, I mean, come on, we got James Harden, Kevin Durant, and uh, Kyrie Irving on the same team. We it's going to be really difficult for us to, to beat that team in a playoff series.
0: I think all, I still I still think the odds favor them not all being together when the playoffs start. Something crazy is going to happen. I mean. It's three of the strongest, most polarizing personalities in the same spot. Like we said last time, Michael Grady's probably got the most interesting job right now, just seeing all this go down. But it's going to be fine when they're winning, probably. But I I still don't think they're going to make it through the season. I don't know. I might be crazy for that, but I just don't know.
1: And I think I actually like them better with Harden and Durant paired together. So I think, you know, if they are going to make a move, I think definitely they're going to move off Kyrie, especially considering, you know, what he's done this season uh just a weird dude I mean I know he's you know he's done a lot of good things um you know in the communities and things like that but like just a weird dude man um and you can't really trust him you know to come through for you like he could just disappear for a couple weeks and you don't know where he's at you don't have an explanation uh so, I but it, I mean, I, I also think it'd be tough to move him because what team is going to want to trade for him, you know, without the guarantee that he's going to be want to play for him. So I think they're kind of stuck with, with this core. Cause I don't think anybody really wants to, you know, make a deal for Kyrie, uh, you know, with really not knowing where his head's at, because I mean, seriously, the dude could just retire, you know, whenever he wants. And it wouldn't surprise me. Like he could retire tomorrow and I wouldn't be shocked.
0: No, not at all.
1: But, anyways, uh, looking ahead, Friday night, Orlando Magic come to town. Uh, Magic are currently six and eight on the season. I believe they started off the year four and no, oh, um, but they've lost uh, eight games since then, uh, have went two and eight. Um, big injury for them was Markel Fultz, who towards ACL. Uh, he's out for the year, obviously. Um, so, you know, looking at their starting group they got Cole Anthony, the rookie starting at point guard, Evan Fournier at the two, Uh, James Ennis the third. Aaron Gordon and uh, Nikola Vucevic are their two bigs. So, uh, and then we can't forget about Terrence Ross off the bench, who always seems to be a Pacers killer. Uh, Dwayne Bacon, he's uh, a guy who makes threes. So he's definitely going to be feeling it Friday night against at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So what are we looking for in this matchup for the Pacers? Do you think this is a good spot for, uh, for them to bounce back in, uh, you know,
0: after this uh, disappointing loss tonight against the Mavs? You know, this is a perfect spot. I mean, they've lost five in a row. They've lost their beginning steam. I mean, a team, an NBA team to lose six in a row is, is pretty rare. So it's almost a trap game, but the Pacers are the better team. And I'm hoping, Miles, these day-to-day, we need them. We saw we needed them. If not, hopefully this is the last game he's out. But, you know, the really key is, is like you said, Terrence Ross not killing us and, and Vucevic not killing us. If we can slow down their stars, they have no shot. I mean, just looking at, at their injuries Chumo Kiki, Alfarika Marino, Michael Carter Williams, Mo Bomba, they, they're lacking depth too. So if we can slow down their stars, Slow down, Terrence Ross off the bench. We should be fine. You just gotta you gotta check Vucevic, and and that's that's the key to beating this team. And they've lost five in a row, so should win. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Sabonis versus Vucek
1: down low. Obviously, if Turner plays, I think uh, Tur- Turner will get on Vucevic, uh, and Sabonis will be defending Gordon to start off with. But uh, I do look forward to those two down low. Uh, Definitely, you know, Vucevic's off to a pretty decent start for the year. Um, Obviously, you know, playing for an injury or a depleted roster, you know, he's got to do a lot more at -hmm. this point in time. But uh, definitely the guy you got to watch out for there. I feel like, if you know, you stop him, you have a really good chance of winning the game. Um, He's averaging 23 points and 11 rebounds this year. So a big part of their offense. Um, and Aaron Gordon, I know he's had a couple games this year where he's went off. So, um, just big for the Pacers to, to keep those, at least those two guys in control. And, uh, I think if they're able to do that, they have a good shot at winning. And then obviously Terrence Ross, I mean, just please God, I mean, He always beats our ass. Just just take one night off, Terrence. You know what? I mean, pull a Kyrie, you know, go to a birthday party, do what you need to do Friday night. Just have some other plans. Please don't come to Indy. That's all I'm asking. Just give us the night off, man. We we need this win, Um, even though, you know, our last win was, you know, last week against the Blazers, which it was a big win. I it feels like it's been months since we've won a game. I don't know why it feels that way, but I think it's partially because of the West Coast road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like it's just been months since the Pacers have won anything.
0: Yeah, I'm already the guy. The guy I'm I'm scared of now. Looking played played 25 minutes against the Knicks, only had five points. Um, it, it's Ken Birch, and he's going to be the guy. I'm calling it now. He's going to make the bad players that have good games against the Pacers list. We're due one of those. This is the perfect spot. They're gonna need a random guy to have a big game to, to want to beat us. So I'm calling that now.
1: Yeah, and we were we were tweeted at tonight about Trey Burke being at its list. I'm like, yeah, so, uh, no, Trey Trey Burke's. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him on that list. He's he's definitely.
0: Yeah, I looked because because it sparked my interest because I'm always looking for an addition. Keep tweeting them at us if you see them. He, he averages over 10 points a game in his career in the NBA. And to me, that's not a bad player. You know, that is that that is a step above a bad player. A bad player has to at least average below 10 and score at least 15 against the Pacers. Those are the minimum. Anybody can make it if they meet those two requirements.
1: And are, are you taking college background into consideration? I mean, considering the college career that Burke had into that, does that go into your, to your determination or is it just strictly what they've done in the NBA?
0: A little bit, if it's a younger guy. So I, I will say Burke at Michigan. He was a bigger name, so that name definitely sticks as a guy that's well, I wouldn't consider bad just from off the jump. So, and he kills Yeah, us. I, I I see it like
1: if you know, like Adam Morrison was in the league now. Yeah. Like, even though he had a good college career, definitely if he went off on your team though in the NBA, he's definitely got to make that list. So yeah, or Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, <laughs> one of those two. If if they go
0: off uh even though they had a great college career we already know they're being added to the list or marshall henderson i'm just thinking of random guys to the gator job against? gosh he feels like forever ago doesn't he yeah
1: wow all right well uh yeah big game friday night and then sunday we're going to the game uh against the raptors so maybe we can uh figure out a way to record that
0: in the car on the way back that'd be interesting yeah. but uh i think are we 2-0 and o in games we've been to as a podcast i know we had hooters night and then we had that one game against the bulls and Depot's return and then i think there was another game before there that. was lance night lance night so three i think 3-0 4-0 we'll, and, and, and going to indy for games so it, everything points to a win for betters yeah, I oh yeah,
1: we are four and zero. So yeah, I I think uh, think we'll have the magic on our side on Sunday. But uh, let's just let's just figure out you know how to actually beat the
0: Orlando Magic on Friday. Then we'll worry about Sunday night. Dude, that game's gonna. I've been thinking about it because I saw some videos of people just screaming at the players because there's nobody there. I mean, if we get a little tipsy, I don't have my wallet, but if I can somehow get like a, a fake one and maybe get some adult <laughs> beverages in me before they're going to be able to hear anything we say i mean the raptors are going to we're going to just be screaming that you shouldn't have let Bjorkman go what's his name the worst coach i mean they're going to be able to hear everything tell Kyle Lowry he's got a fat ass i mean yep, yep. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so uh that'll that'll be definitely be interesting i'm going to have to figure out cuz i am on this diet now that i've mentioned and it's, it's going, going, going well I have, I have i have no complaints but yeah i got to figure out a drink of choice at the game Sunday or before the game Sunday, if we go get drinks before the game, because um, I can't do beer, can't do it. Um, skinny
0: girl vodkas all day. What is it? Skinny girl vodkas and dry martinis, man. You just got to pound it. Then Mick Ultras if you want a beer, just one Mick Ultra. One Mick Ultra will do the trick. All right.
1: All right. Well, uh, that'll wrap up uh, what I got here for you tonight. And I actually, I'm in a very I'm crossing my fingers here. I have a parlay tonight. The Hawks actually took the Pistons into overtime. Um, They were down by 14. I need the Hawks to win by three points. If they do, I'm going to be a very happy man. 31 seconds left in OT, and uh, they're up by six points. So uh, I am very ecstatic about that. Uh, Hopefully that score score stays the same because I have a plus 1,096 parlay on that's going and that's my final leg of the parlay that i need to hit good luck so anyways that will uh wrap up this show um and we will uh talk to you guys again after the magic game and have more coming for you this sunday for the raptors so appreciate you guys listening have a good rest of your week and we will talk to you all soon
0: see ya